Hey, everybody. How do you follow up an amazing horror movie that showed almost no violence on the screen? You bash a cowboy's head in with a hammer. Show all the violence. All of it. Just <laughs> Anyway, so we will be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Du. Which Wait. did it have a? Did it have a, like a? Why'd you go French? Did it have a? Because it wasn't hot. Uh, because everybody knows about the French Quarter in Texas. Duh. The Alamo. Yeah, the Alamo. Paris, Texas. Le Alamo. You do know that's Louisiana. That's right? the guy. The, the okay. man. The guy that <laughs> I just figured wrote, I was going to keep going right down this rabbit hole. <laughs> the guy that wrote Paris, Texas, the movie wrote. Texas See, Chainsaw Paris, Texas. Everybody knows. True, I, wa- I saw that in a behind the scenes. In Paris, Texas, you have to, uh, all the street signs have to be in both French and English. It's right. Before we it's get so off long. the rails, b- before we even <laughs> introduce ourselves. Like, how are we not? I'm Mr. <laughs> Sir. Oh, I'm Golden. I'm Anthony. All right. And t- no, we are again. Horror Dork, and today we are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 from 1986. Uh, Toby Hooper's. Absolutely bonkers uh, follow-up to his original movie that came out like 12 years later. Yeah, this was 86 when this yeah. came out. Texas Chainsaw Master 2 came out in 1986. And then obviously from last week's episode, know that Texas Chainsaw, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm sorry, sir, sir. I know that bugs you. Um, <laughs> came out in 1974. It doesn't. I'm just, I'm just. But it, but it is also the name of the movie. And there's other movies that are called just Texas Chainsaw Massacre that are different <laughs> as well. Like the Suicide the Squad and Suicide Squad. No. Oh, okay, okay. But the, I didn't know if that's it, what you It's meant. a different movie. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw 3D. Or the one from 2022. That one is just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's That's not, what I'm getting at. It's not called the Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre? Okay. There's a whole channel like called Anyways. TCM. But then I found out that wasn't about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was Turner Classic Movies. But it threw me off for like a week. I was watching it going. And the weird thing was, no was is they had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on there. It probably did. Huh. It should have. So, so because the writer was brought up, I just want to get to an interesting point real quick. He had met Toby Hooper and during the 1974 film when that was coming out and he set up because they were both from Texas. And so they both had heard about each other because they were like one of the first people to start making films in like the Houston or East Texas area, whatever. And so when they finally got a chance to meet, he, when they, when the writer got back to LA, Toby Hooper had set up a screening for him. He loved the first movie and he had written a movie and I can't remember what it was, but basically, you know, everyone was telling him was like, Hey, this puts you on the map as like one of the premier screenwriters of all time. And so he said he looked at that list and he said he knew he had to make some changes. <laughs> um, so then when he met with Toby Hooper about doing this and all this stuff, they knew that this had to be ridiculous. The first one was ridiculous, but they couldn't or didn't want to do it in the same way. So that's why they decided to go with this humorous aspect yeah. that Cannon butchered to hell. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they cut out a lot of stuff like like uh, Lefty and Stretch were supposed to be um, father. What she was supposed to be his illegitimate daughter. Yeah, and when I guess it's not in the movie at all. But I think the writer that part where he sees her and he says, "I see you, sister," or whatever, little sister, whatever. That's when he realizes that that's his daughter. But all that's cut out, and there's supposed to be more of a whole the comedic aspect of sex versus the saw is like a huge running theme through the original, but it's hard to say too, because the writer and this is on one of the special features for Texas Chainsaw Two. Um, It's 
I don't know if you've watched those ever, but it's the one that has all the anthology parts put in. The, I think the first part is about I watched like, the, the screenwriting script. one. I watched the first part. Okay, so he's talking it's on YouTube about <laughs> is it? Yeah. So how they're like ripping through stuff, and um, he's literally writing pages as they're filming this. Yeah, so. the the final revision was was like three days before final day of shooting. Yeah, well, he right. said he fell asleep with the typewriter in his lap, and when he woke up, because he had been writing for, like, 28 hours straight or something, he said when he woke up, someone, like, gently rubbed him on the shoulder and was like, hey, dude, the movie's finished. <laughs> <laughs> but he loved it. The, the writer has nothing but good things to say about the experience on the set. Like, he said it was super challenging, but he loved every aspect of it. And uh, and speaking on... um them changing like how the movie was the original target were were hippies he's like what would these guys hate now and he was at a mall and he saw these guys with pastel shirts and everything yeah he's like yuppies yuppies that's who these guys will want to hate and kill that's who they did i mean so it's that's interesting there's rumors of uh new texas chainsaw sequel coming out yeah and um just got announced pretty much like when we started our yeah so that did you read what the synopsis was for that or like the basic idea i did not is that they're in because like in in east texas at least when i was like dallas area um there's like all these new builds that are coming up all the time so inside one of these like i don't know if you want to call it not a cul-de-sac but one of these like pristine areas they have like Almost like white picket fence area. These yeah, like the HOA kind of houses and stuff. Um, they're gonna. Um, it's them. That whole community versus the deranged Sawyer family. Ah, uh, cool. So they they learned <laughs> their lesson from the, the last one, and they're going back we'll to the family dynamic. We'll see. There's no script or anything yet. So oh, yeah. Okay. So. I mean, that's that sounds interesting. It's, yeah. it's a cool premise for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I realized while watching this that I've actually never before watching for this I've actually never seen the whole movie. I think I only oh, saw okay. the the cold open, the uh, the death of the yuppies. Yeah, the and, the Rick the prick and yeah, the other guy. Like like, I don't know how that's all I saw. Like if it was on a in like a clip show or something like that. But apparently, yeah, I'd never actually seen this one, and the. Uh, because of that, I can tell you that I thought it was excellent the when you first see uh, Leatherface. Yeah. Not, not sorry, not when you first see him because I'm not talking about when he's in the back of the truck. Right. With when the, you first see him in the recording studio. Oh yeah, when when he shows up. It at, got me. Uh, at the radio station. <laughs> he's like, "Is it maybe in here?" And then the light comes on. He's like, "Man, I'm that's like, what one of, the that's, fuck? that's one of the greatest like. It got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely got me. And then. For, you know, he ricochets it off of Chop Top's head. Just swing. Now, Chop Top is one of, like, other than Leatherface, I think Chop Top is, like, what, every, who everybody, like, that's probably number two with everybody's favorite, like, Texas Chainsaw character. He has a presence, and he and it's a it's a fun presence. Bill Mosley, yeah. Bill Mosley just, role of, well, it would have been a role of a lifetime if, uh, Rob Zombie hadn't come along and and scooped him up for for playing uh, Otis Driftwood in the uh, House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, mm. the other one, the other one, <laughs> other one, <laughs> the other one that I didn't like. <laughs> I it was in like the little stuff too, like with Chop Top with the 
that damn uh, that damn oh, coat hanger. Yeah, it would light Gross. and then itch his skull and then eat yeah. the uh, flesh that it ripped off. Music is my life. <laughs> he, yeah, and Chop because Leatherface doesn't chop, talk. Chop Top has all the good lines. Like it's like death eating a cracker. <laughs> dog will hunt. Lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> Just endlessly quotable. I had a um, from Rotten Cotton. I had a Chop Top barbecue shirt, and it had him scratching his plate with the with the coat hanger, and it said "Lick my lick my plate, you dog dick" on it. And I wore yeah. it to school. And at that part, unfortunately, uh, his <laughs> poor Sonny Bono wig gets smoked. <laughs> Literally, it's smoking on the ground. Oh, Leatherface, you, you, you cut my Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> the, uh, and also, an amazing like character that's introduced in this movie is Stretch. One of my favorite final girls. She's probably like one like my top three. I love Stretch. Played by Carol Caroline Williams. Yes. Uh, what did you think of Stretch? I, I really enjoyed it. I thought she was a great character in it. You enjoyed she, it? She's uh, in the movie. The character, you son of a. <laughs> Don't be that way. Um, it. She's like a really good final girl. Like she very, and I, I like how she's, she's formidable. She once she realizes uh, Leatherface's weakness. She leans right into that, and I think yeah. What I like about really Stretch is okay, that was interesting, though. What I like about Stretch is that she's not she's not helpless. No, she's she, unless she's, it means hanging up a phone. I she think, can't fucking <laughs> she can't do that. I feel like that's that some was. stuff that got cut because it kind of just leans into that sexual. Yeah, um, it it kind of comes out of nowhere. Sense, really. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would a woman think that someone that looked like Leatherface? Would be sexually repressed. She used her feminine. Wise. She's about to get chainsawed, and she goes from screaming her head off to doing that. All of a sudden, she she's saw off his lecherous that. look in his eyes that he and he was putting that chainsaw near her regime. So oh, she was bad. like, "Oh, okay." Well. Like, clearly, he wants to leprous. see some titties. She's like, "He wants to see some titties." So I'll just tease him. And it worked. It worked almost as good as that metal door that she put in between them with a really flimsy lock. <laughs> Her not being able to hang up the phone. Yeah. So I did have issues. It was a thing, though. Like that back in the day where, like, if the other person didn't hang up. And I always feel like if it was if they called from, like, a satellite phone or, like, a mobile phone, you couldn't, like. Cause my grandparents used to have a car phone, and if they didn't hang it up right, I couldn't hang up the. Every time I picked it up, but they would still. Well, be yeah, there back then the when back then if you took a call on a landline, well, why would you have it set up like that at a radio station? That's, that's just the way the phone lines were. No. Yes, that's the way the phone. I'm telling you, because our they our landline one phone line. It maybe that I mean, you act Come like on, you dude. act like this is the big bustling metropolis radio station. This is a backwoods They're East Texas. This, it's a backwoods one. They had They're one room right next to a city. Okay, and that means that there we're right next to a city. Yeah, well, let I me show me show me the amazing I radio stations of this town. Well, it's gone now, but there was exactly, one. and they had one. Phone okay, line. in 1986, there was one I, phone line. No, I guarantee they had multiple phone lines. One. No, they only have one DJ. You didn't see At anybody that, else, oh, man. You don't she know had to. She had to. She was. You think she, she's working twenty four seven? So, right? so oh, no, because they shut down no, at no, a certain no, point, and then she has to go get sleep for like two hours, and then she comes back. She was the daytime. She was the nighttime. She was the drive time. She was the request line. She was all of it. 
And Golden knows this because he listened to the radio station. I did. That was my favorite. Yeah, what was the name of you, it? WKRB. Stop. Seven. Stop it. FM right, 102.6. Seemed like so you there, had something. Yeah, I was trying to drift <laughs> the conversation back to actual points about the movie. Well, it, it was tying into the movie, though. Okay. Um, so the reason why the radio station is even being called, so why this is happening. Well, we don't need to, like, people have seen this, man. You know, have they? I didn't. All right. You know, like I don't want to go through a play by play. Okay. Well, what do we think of what? What was everybody's favorite? But kill? like, what, what was your point about? Um, well, let's talk about that part that you brought up with with the first kill of the movie. Yeah, it's a it's it's such a great introduction to because you're they introduce these two guys that are driving around and they are like the most obnoxious pieces yes. of crap, and yeah. you are. You're just like, when the hell is Leatherface going to cut these guys in half? And it's not even that far into the movie because it, literally, like, you wait, like, five minutes. They introduce Stretch, and they, and then the, they're calling the radio station, and they won't hang up. and it, Play chicken. It, and they play chicken with Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and or they... Shot whoever's driving. Yeah, whoever's driving. What Leatherface has... Maybe it was Nubbins driving. No, Nubbins was strapped to Leatherface. Leatherface has a corpse tied to him. It is, and the only thing that makes it fucking scarier is when they try to shoot him. The head falls off, and then it well, falls to the side. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. falls to the side, and then you see what's who's holding it, and it's <laughs> they're like, fucking, "What the fuck?" And Leatherface just drives by with a chainsaw on them it is incredible and yeah yeah it's it's such a great start to the movie like the first one i said was like solidly like a 70s movie this is an 80s movie and a half like you and nothing is left to the imagination either like in the first one you're just like you gotta like you're kind of like having to picture like the hanging meat, what's hanging on the meat hook. In this one, there's just body parts fucking yeah. hanging there. They the guys the the Sawyer family are live they live in like the fucking nothing Dude. but trouble house. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is just underneath an, an amusement <laughs> park set up to like civil war battles. Nam land. So hey, boom. But and those guys are idiots, the guy driving and stuff, because yeah. they're, like, literally keeping up with them. Yeah, oh, yeah. They like, deserve what they got. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they like deserve the Sawyer family's driving backwards in a truck, and they're going right along with them the whole time, screaming, like, no point do they try to hit the brakes, speed up or anything. They're like, let's just keep the same speed and hope it doesn't hit us with that chainsaw he's using to about the door. And the one guy's got these sunglasses on that are, like, these, like, holographic 80s. 3D things, yeah. and he calls himself Rick the Prick, like, Come on, man! You're just asking to be equally cut in half. Yeah, you need it. You need like, to get your head like fucking sawed. Doesn't it have the um, holographic eyes on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look yeah. like golden eyes. Those were huge back then. <laughs> those were those were huge back then. Like we, it was a time for weird sunglasses because there were those. There were like the uh, the ones that looked like Venetian blinds. There were there was there was the ones that were like um, those came back. <laughs> they look like Venetian blinds. That's awesome. They do. I think I don't those know. came that back right in turn? style in like the the, the late aughts. They did, and like Kanye West was wearing them. <laughs> it was just like that was like back then. So you have some in the, the before he was canceled, <laughs> right? You just wear the you have to wear the weirdest sunglasses back then, and that made you cool. Also, by wait, wait, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it made you cool. It, it made me cool. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it made you. Cool. I was cool. It, I 
It didn't make this guy cool. For yeah, well, sure. No, it didn't. It made it, it made it very cool when like it was a convertible. The top convertible, <laughs> and so did his friend. His yeah, friend his also friend was guy. a convertible. So, yeah, and that's and that, and that brings me to another version part. on Max. Well, I don't know. Is there like I only that's what that I version, watch? So I don't. Yeah, because like I feel like I remember his head, the top of his head, getting like sawed into. On Max, I saw it. Like, yeah, but I just felt like it was there was more. I don't know, and I, I thought I remembered like the the beginning being a little different too with them guys driving around in the beginning. I, you know, it's been a little while since I watched it, so I can't really speak on how different I it was. I wish from I still had. Stream. I, I did uh, have like the gruesome edition and I had that first Blu-ray that came out. But I sold all that. So the, I uh, didn't have anything to go back to. Well, and while we're speaking on the effects, um, these are done by Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a noticeable like upgrade in like the gore effects. And there's like a very, you know, what, they're they're showing everything, you know. Which is why they get top smashing a guy with a hammer. It's very repeatedly, yeah. Uh, fucking Leatherface peeling flesh off this guy is so gnarly. And I had a uh, I had a fun giggle during this one because like, during the first one, remember I was laughing because she was in a chair that had like human arms, and I was like, oh, she's in an armchair. <laughs> so in, the, in this one, Stretch has handcuffs. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> skeleton hands how that would that would never work i laughed so hard about it like when it came up i'm like they got handcuffs and i'm like and i laughed the part i kind of laughed at was was lefty reaching down with the with the skeleton hand and her like that would never work what are you doing (laughs) so it was kind of goofy here take my hand (laughs) use my strong hand Uh, Dennis Hopper is really giving it his all in this movie too, in yeah. a, in a role where you know he could really just phone it in, but he isn't. Like, I don't know if it is probably. I don't think this is uh, out of out of line to say he's probably fueled by some substances. He definitely in the scene where he's supposed to be hungover, where where Stretch comes to his uh, uh hotel room hotel room. He uh he does not look like he's acting hungover. <laughs> he looks legitimately in the throes of something. <laughs> yeah, like Savini's makeup is good, but it's not. Like- <laughs> no, you can't be. You, so those are some bags, my so man. I think one of the most unbelievable unbelievable parts of this movie is the um the chainsaw salesman trying to get. Dennis Hopper to test the chainsaws after he's already bought them. He didn't try. He said you can test it out if you want. Why? Like, no salesman's going to do that. Like, the guy, dude comes in and throws down cash and goes, I'll take these three chainsaws. You go, all right, have a nice day. You don't go, you know, if you want, you can take them outside and go ahead and tear into that log I got out. He's just going to go, one thing you saw that guy's reaction exactly. to it. He loves it. He loves that he shit. He's like, yeah, do that. He, that's why it's that's why it's what get, that's what gets him rock hard. He's like, hard. Yeah. He's like yeah. yeah, you saw that, saw that one. I mean, he was yeah. selling the most amazing chainsaws that could go through anything, because like it is Dennis Hopper made his way down. He's like chopping it the, with like a like, like a every, sword. Every beam, like every like <laughs> every load bearing beam on his way down. He's like me. So they were never caught in the first movie after, well, you get the opening crawl. and That was set, like, Sally I Fugate. forgot about that. I was like, um, that is such an ins- I was like, I couldn't remember, like, how the fuck did they get away? They just hand wave it, like, yep. big time. And 
But they moved the bodies that they had. Yeah, they moved Franklin. Because Franklin's there. Franklin's skeleton. He's in still fairness, holding he's on. He's in a wheelchair. He's, and he's still holding <laughs> I mean, on. That's the to, easiest uh, body to move. Light, which was, uh, that is how Lefty is uh, Franklin's uncle. And well, so. what if it wasn't Franklin? What is? I mean, you, they do. I guarantee they killed more than one person in a wheelchair. Stop it! You just automatically assume it's Franklin. Yes, I do. Wheelchairs? Do you think we're showing up? Because he's like, I got you, brother. Oh, bring it all down, you devils! <laughs> now I'm land. <laughs> You're an idiot, uh, brother. The uh, babe. the chef brother of uh, an enema, a chain's enema. Just wham! It's hemorrhoids. Right, right in. Saved him a doctor's visit. <laughs> right in the burned his, burned his beans is what he said. <laughs> yeah. He burned my beans. He just hides under the table. And I wish I really wrote down some of the stuff that he says because he has some good lines too. Yeah, the cook is so good in this movie. Yeah, he's really. They really let him shine. They get him. Yeah, they give. That's he's what the I wanted only to bring returning up. Actor. Yeah, he is. Well, Gunnar Hansen's not Leatherface. Gunnar or... Hansen, and they wanted uh, Toby Hooper wanted the Hitchhiker back, but at uh, damn, I forgot his last name again. Couldn't his agent couldn't cut a deal with Canon? Big surprise after hearing what they <laughs> offered um, Gunnar Hansen. Did you hear that story? No. So they offered Gunnar Hansen the the day rate plus ten percent, and um, he said, and they said, well, what's it? The, they said the 10% was for your agent. And because he didn't have an agent, when they came back with a counteroffer, they offered him a day rate without 10%. <laughs> <laughs> what scumbag. Yeah. God, that said, uh, oh, I wonder why like Canon nobody... isn't around anymore. Yeah. They did the not survive the, the 80s. Worst, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they said, they when they said, like, it's not like anybody's going to know it's him in there, like in that costume, anyways. Like, like Give basically saying you're, you're just replaceable because your your character's all masked. Well, and then the actor was is barely in the movie right. as it's the stunt guy because the actor couldn't lift that huge chainsaw over his head. At least do it well for the camera. Yeah, so you got to pay for the big dude. So the so most of the most of the Bubba that you see in the movie is actually uh, the stunt double. Like ninety percent of it, or something like that. Yeah, and that's something that they that this movie introduce, introduces. Uh, they expand on the lore a little bit. They give the characters' names. Uh, Leatherface is Bubba, or Leatherface. That one pretty much already had a name, but they give uh, Drayton, Drayton Sawyer is the cook. They uh, chop top. They uh, the <laughs> chop top is carrying around at certain points a a, a corpse puppet. And that's Nubbins, Nubbins from the first movie. He's he was the hitchhiker. This and also great, and also returning is Grandpa, a different actor. And Grandpa is even like is an even more insane looking, yeah. uh, looking guy. In I really costume. thought Golden was gonna add something there, but he didn't. Um, you really thought that the Grandpa was Golden? <laughs> He's not that old looking. Hurtful. <laughs> Uh, I would, you know what? I would like it was funny while I was watching this, and well, I was you watch back when you say I was, the grandpa, I cut really cold. I was, I was like, I was thinking, like, you know what would have been a fun crossover would be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family and Motel Hell. Yeah, those guys, similar ideas, they get along. I think, would it be far fetched if you found out that they were part of the Sawyer family? No, I don't think it would be. I think because they, they have the similar ideas, they use cannibal meat 
and it's a family it's a family recipe and then they sell it in the garden or something what's that i can't remember well they were they were they buried them up to their difference between motel hell and texas chainsaw massacre is texas chainsaw massacre uses only free-range meat whereas (laughs) motel hell is uh caged um it is. I'm just saying, because they would ca- the in Motel Hell they would capture was he, them. Like, watering them at some point, and he had like that. Oh, he was feeding. No, he was thing. feeding them through. Um, so he would bury them up to their neck. He would cut a hole in their trach. Oh yeah. And then they right. would put a funnel system in. And then when he when they were ready, he would just he would tie the tractor to their necks and pull them out of the ground so it would snap their neck on the way out. Getting them ready. It was it was. It was he had a process. He was efficient. It almost like the Sawyer family does. They go with the old ways of hammering the skull. They have that food truck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, saying, chili. Dude, the cook is awesome. He's yes. my yeah, he's so funny. He keeps winning chili cook-offs. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the meat. <laughs> and she finds that tooth or whatever, and he's like, oh, peppercorn. Oh, peppercorn. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man, one of them whole peppercorns. <laughs> Like you're not yeah, even a great character. filtering so out funny. the meat when you make your chili. Okay. <laughs> it's sex or the saw, boy. You only get to pick one. Something like that. When he <laughs> yes. finds out, they find out. Well, the Saw's family. Which, Bubba's which got is, a girlfriend. Which sort of becomes the mantra for the series, the Saw's family. Then um, I like that he puts Stretch's friend's face on her. <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah i think he was like trying to hide her or something he was but it's just like of all the things he yeah, was, he's like hey look he, you know him and then the dude wakes up and wakes he has up, he's like Stretch, i always loved you yeah this movie's pretty funny i you gotta go in wanting like a gonzo style movie if you watch the texas chainsaw massacre and you're I love this. You're getting into horror. You're you you can stomach more vibes old like horror. That. Yeah, <laughs> just be forewarned before you go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, because it's like, well, I can't say it's like nothing else in the series because the series is just almost Gonzo from that point on, at least for right. the next couple sequels. It, right. it definitely like, follows the path that a lot of horror movie series do, where the first one is gritty and very serious. And then the second one, they're like, let's let's turn up the funny in this. And then from there, it just goes. Phantasm. Evil Dad. Evil Dad. Yeah, but Nightmare on Elm you feel like Phantasm I mean, I'll show you, wait until got three. comedic? I just feel like it, it just got weird got, because they were able to explore, like, the alternate universe more and stuff. Yeah, I think, or like, dimension. or I think what I was kind of getting at is it becomes, like, grander in scale. Mm, okay like phantasm and, and evil dead yeah they uh, do you do that like, serious he was like he was going they were going for like a more of like a satire kind of vibe with it but it but, is more like actual sets they have tom savini doing yeah. gore effects and stuff the set is insane because when i was thinking there. house is crazy it's like always playhouse with on fucking as, as painted, yeah by by a cannibal corpse album cover <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking like oh well, huh? I was thinking like Friday the Thirteenth, especially once you get into like six and seven, even five, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, Halloween, of course, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street, like I said, I think I feel like they waited till three to really to lean in more to the comedic. I don't remember two being that well done for it. 
But three I definitely was. Do, three do was you remember, my favorite. You remember a bird like flying around and exploding and then yeah. saying what? It must have been the bird seed that they gave it. Yeah. <laughs> or the heat. It was too hot till the bird exploded. <laughs> I mean. There's some. He, the yeah. dog with the face on it. Yeah, I think you just <laughs> you. I think you've only watched that movie one time, and you you didn't really care I for it. Not. Yeah, so it I was... think you need to watch it again. I, you will be watching it again because I think, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is then, going to be a series we will gonna, be doing. I'm not going to force myself into it until you guys force me to do it. It'll it, it'll it'll be, it'll be a two against Slower. one argument too. Because <laughs> I al- I also like that. So movie. he I just so he's gonna I just didn't like. Someone's two. gonna be arguing that two is better than the first one. Nobody will ever argue that. Just you joking. Two's better than the. <laughs> no, okay, you said I, two against one. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Argument. Everybody knows that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three Dream Warriors is the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So Anthony, did you want to talk about um, All American Massacre a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. So, All American Massacre was a independent film that was started in the nineties, if I remember correctly, by a, a indie filmmaker that wanted to create a prequel slash sequel. It's no one's ever really seen this movie, so it's unclear of exactly what it is. But it it was apparently mostly made, and it has Bill Mosley as Chop Top in it. And it's supposed it was I heard about this movie in like the early 2000s when they were kind of advertising about trying to get it finished and put out. And it just never happened. Like the last update on it was like like during covid and they were trying to do a Kickstarter, I think, for it. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's ever I don't think it's ever coming out, but like some clips have surfaced. They've there's been trailers for it. I would like to kind of see it. It looks kind of bad, yeah. <laughs> but I, but it's got Bill Mosley as Chop Top in it, and and Bill Mosley's really like kind of taking the Chop Top character and like he's really kind of uh, done other things with it. Um, I actually this week uh, for this episode I. I, I listened to some of uh, uh, Bill Mosley and Buckethead made a few albums under the uh, band name uh, Cornbugs, and they they put out some albums. and Bill Mosley is Chop Top in it, and he has he wrote like poetry and stuff. And then it's just Buckethead just shredding and stuff over it. It's actually I I I, I uh, last episode I said it was like noise. Some of it is, but a lot of it is just like guitar shredding and stuff. It's actually really good. I got a couple of song recommendations. Um, I got uh, the song Cornbugs from the album Skeleton Farm was really good. Good Brain Dead from Rest Home for Robots and Spot the Psycho from the same album. Um, Meat Rotten Meat from Celebrity Psychos and Stalker from Donkey Town. Those are those are some some Cornbugs wrecks. Uh, if you if you like. Like uh, guitar rock and uh, and really kind of avant garde kind of uh, kind of stuff. I think you'll dig it. I, I I had fun with it. It was a lot better than I remembered it being because I, I downloaded that stuff like when it came out on Napster. That's how long ago it was, and I, I was not into that kind of stuff back then. But now my I my my tastes have matured a little bit, and I kind of <laughs> was into it. 
Sorry, I kind of took over the show for a minute. Um, oh, back in. <laughs> okay, I was looking up the one point that I wanted to bring oh, up okay. that I thought was really cool. Uh, so, like, I yeah, was we'll like, just "Fuck my points, fine." I mean, <laughs> fair. Uh, <laughs> I would. I always like looking up trivia, like when we watch one of these movies and stuff. And the one that I thought was really interesting was the one talking to Stretch, um, where she says that her character appears in two more movies. One of them was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, and one wasn't. Even unofficially, she's in three as the reporter. The director of that said, no, that's Stretch. That's Stretch. We won't, we're not going to credit her as Stretch, but that's Stretch. And then same oh, man, director totally did Hatchet 3. Oh, right, right, Hatchet right, 3, right. she played Stretch as well, even though it wasn't called Stretch. It, but that was her I as a reporter again. So I just thought that was really cool that yes. they're like, oh, hey, she's a... Uh, hey. Thank you for that's that. the legacy character that I would like to see come back. They should, like, if they bring, like, Sally was, is whatever, but, like, Stretch is, like, the, Stretch is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre final girl that I like. Well, I mean, I, they should definitely, she definitely but, more but having her in it, like, I guess, it, like, the continuity would be strange because Leatherface clearly gets fucking murdered at the end of that movie. Like, he gets the chainsaw cut through him, his legs get cut off. Like, there's really no way for Leatherface to be back. But, again, these movies, there's the continuity is com- completely nonsense anyway. It's like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, Chop like, Top. Just bring her back. Like, Chop it doesn't Top matter. Who gives come a back. Fuck. Chop Top definitely wasn't, could have been. Con- oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I. I feel like that was 101 is if you don't see the dead body completely dead. And even sometimes if you do, yeah, they weren't really dead. Yeah. He really, he really didn't get, he only got like, he got grazed on his belly and then fell down that hole. (laughs) He didn't really, I mean, he could definitely, he definitely isn't walking really good the next day. Cause I mean, (laughs) that, that hurt. Whoa. Sure. That hurt. Come on. (laughs) Well, neither is his brother that took a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of stuff, especially around the Texas chainsaw massacre sequels two and three where there's all this studio interference and um there are like deleted scenes for part two that they're in terrible quality but they're on some of the um special editions of the releases of texas chainsaw massacre 2 but three i would just really like to see what that whole original movie was before they just chopped it apart and reshot it chop topped it chop topped it yeah Gave it a metal plate. I don't see it like, but when I read about the storyline about like how Stretch was his illegitimate, I, I feel that wasn't necessary. Yeah, I don't care about that. Like you don't, they like he doesn't have to be related to her to actually. They seem to her. Like he could very well be see her as Sally because by the time he gets down there and is like, I see you, sister. He's gone. He's deranged. There's, I think, yeah. There's like a whole version that Toby Hooper said that was supposed to come out in the movie that just storylines that got hacked and nothing. Um, not just that, but you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of it has to do with the whole sex and saw underlying thing going on because they really set out to make a comedy film when they made this. And he said the version that came out and a lot of directors do this. I realized that when the movie comes out and it has mixed reviews or even in 1986, I'm sure it had way worse reviews. There wasn't, as many people were clamoring for it as there is now. Because it was the monster. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, oh, studio inference. Like, I didn't get to make the movie I wanted to make, but I'm still, and then we'll never get his director's cut, but still would love to see what. I know there were, 
there were wanted scenes, to make there. They, they mentioned a few times in like the trivia that there were scenes of the family going out to hunting for the prime meat, so, mm. which would have been nice too. Yeah. Because again, it, it show, showcases this family as ones that just protect their home. <laughs> like, like obviously when you watch them and you see what the family's like, they're not, that's not them. But a lot of like in the first two movies now, they really kind of lean into like they were just they were just minding their own business at home. What the hell does Dennis Hopper say? I'm the new harvest, and then the cook's like, "I'm the I am the I'm the Lord of the harvest." Lord yeah. of the harvest. He's like, "What the hell is that? Some some new health group?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him off. So yeah, he's not. He's the cook is not putting it together that Dennis Hopper is there to kill them because. They're murderers and yeah. have been killing and eating people. He thinks he's he was sent there as a from one of their rival uh, food food trucks food people, <laughs> some food <laughs> some, uh, rival uh, business. Makes you wonder. It does raise a couple questions. One, did this happen in the past? And two, <laughs> yeah, for real, is this work the next generation a little bit where the government's that's, hand waving all the stuff they yes, do? Yes, that's what I. Yeah. I, We'll we'll get into that more when we get in when we talk about that movie, but yeah, and I mean that also goes into how how it was so easily. Yeah, they didn't find any evidence of this family being here, even though there's bones, skeletons. I mean, that screams cover up. Like if that was real, but right, and you found that in the news. But is the cover up because it's the government's plan, or is it more? The police force doesn't want to admit that this family's been killing and eating people for decades. Well, they'd also have that much like, evidence. It's like, oh, they've been under your nose this whole time, just killing people, and you haven't found them. They've been like also de- like defacing graves and stuff too. They, I mean, they would obviously been the same people. I don't know, right? But it, I mean, that goes. Yeah, it goes. It, it kind of ma- it kind of makes that kind of plot kind of contrivance make sense. In a in a in a way, yeah. in a movie I mean, kind of way, there are worse ways to decrease the surplus population. Right. So, do you think this would? They, therefore, do you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a prequel to Soylent Green? No. Like no. the government was like, you know what, this works really well, killing people and feeding them to people. What if we did it on a global scale? Just saying, maybe that's what maybe Soylent Green is. Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the future. By future, I mean I think Soylent Green took place in 2023, so it's now <laughs> it's now historic documentation. And there's already there's already uh, like uh, a, pro, a a company that makes stuff called Soylent. Which that, why would you do that? Like I mean, other than so, it's, I guess it's free advertising, right? Because if you make a product called so Soylent, Soylent Green, somebody, people are gonna be like, oh my god, look at this! There's this thing called Soylent Green. Did you pay? Well, it's not called Soylent Green. It's called Soylent. But Speaking anyway. of the music, did you pay attention to the score in this movie? Yeah, it's crazy. Like the <laughs> it's, beginning it's part, like, the beginning so cartoonish. The beginning part was like, and I saw Toby Hooper like was one of the guys that did the music on it. And part of the beginning part, I was like, well, he did in the first one too. This was like the psycho part, the psycho theme, but done by just like hammering all the keys incredibly hard. It's it's, it's what it sounded like to me. It, the, the score in this movie is crazy, like that. Um... And then when the when the credits kick on. After it shows stretch like flying, flinging the chainsaw, and then like this really goofy fucking like reggae song like kicks on. I was like, "What in the world is going on in yeah. this movie?" Because um, <laughs> in the first movie with that, or whatever. Yeah, I love it that. Was Toby Hooper on the violin, like pressing down as hard as he could to get that noise. And I, I, uh, 
I wanted to bring that up in the last episode, but I, I, my point got completely lost to me. That, like, that sound is so iconic. I love yeah, that. Yeah. That that. By the way, I, I love that sound. I was, I was incorrect. It was. Oh, the, you the got game? an Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have um, goal, uh, I don't game have pass. game pass. Oh, it's free if you have game. Well, it's included in Game Pass. Gotcha. So I might Soylent have to Green do was that. Twenty twenty two. By the my way, my son plays that. Wrong. What? Soylent Green was 2022. I was yeah. way off. Well, you know, you're old. It's so, okay. Again, it's historical documentation now. Real. Soylent Green is people. All right. It's where real. does this where does this movie rank with your on your Texas Chainsaw Massacre ranking? Well, it's, definitely I, right now, I think we would agree that. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. For me, the the original is the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm ranking this one. I mean, it's number it's second uh, out of two. All right. So <laughs> part 2 is like honestly like more of a vibe of a movie that, that's more of my vibe. Like that one is more like a movie that I feel like I could rewatch or have on in the background or whatever as opposed to Texas Chainsaw Massacre which I kind of ha- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which I kind of have to be in the mood for you kind of have to you have to like, I that do that is but, however it's a be- it's a better movie I think like it, it, it is, like everything comes together a little better and it is more of like this one does, like part 2 just is sort of more like this is what you hogs want, right? You want you. This is what you really want, right? This is what you, I, I'm gonna give you. Go, you wanted blood and gore. Okay, here you go. You can have all the. It's like like your dad catches you smoking a, a, a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you gotta smoke, smoke the whole the pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad it didn't get it out of its system for the third one. Like I would yeah, say. I mean, yeah. I would say number one is obviously the most iconic, uh, and and just as far as horror goes. That's the going to be number one, but uh, like agreeing with Mister Sir, uh, number two is better for the vibe I enjoy in movies. Like, whereas I can obviously sit there and look and say, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a better horror movie than two, but two to me is a more fun movie, more quotable, more more things that's going to stick into your memory. I think than number one. So. Um, I just wanted to get into, we can maybe talk about a little bit about what Toby Hooper was up to in between the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then part two. Cause he did do, he's done, he did quite a, quite a few things in between then. Um, I'm not sure what you, how many of these movies be, you guys are familiar be, with before you get to that. Sure. I also heard that the only reason he signed on to do the sequel, and I don't know how true this is, was because he got a three picture deal, but one of them had to be a sequel for the Texas Chainsaw. That's what I I heard that as well. I'm pretty sure I saw that in in one of the behind the scenes documentaries. So shoot. Because I probably have some stuff to say about those movies. Okay. So first up is Eaten Alive, which has uh yeah, I don't I'm not a fan of that movie. It's all right. Yeah, it's got an alligator that got, um, eats people. It's got Robert England in it. Yeah, Robert It's like a trashy, <laughs> like, guy, creepy guy. Bye, you boy. Um, Salem's Lot. Yeah, I enjoy uh, that. The TV movie. The TV movie, yeah. Uh, the Fun House. I've never seen that. you never one. seen The Fun House? No. Okay. That might be one that I'll have yeah. to check out. Wait, what year was The Fun House? Fun House was 1981. Okay, yeah, because that it definitely fits in that early slasher-like style. And I, I don't think it's great, but it's 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 a need to watch for a horror fan. Now the next one I know that we all have 
good op- opinions on. It's Poltergeist. Okay. Uh, you mean the first horror movie I ever saw? Ooh. Yeah, what what that's the first one? That's a good one. That was that's a so scary good. movie. That's so I showed my daughter that one and she actually got a that little one freaked out by that. Lived rent that one scene lived rent free in my head for so long. The the clown? One. No, uh and not the clown actually, because I don't have clown. It the was Evil Dead Tree. It was the him staring in the mirror oh, and feeling his yeah. face. Oh, so, like as a kid, I'm just watching that going. Can you do yeah. that? Can you just peel your face off? And just real quick, on the polar guys, like it's so crappy for Toby Hooper, or at least it was, because everyone says Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and everyone like it's assumed... like you think the guy that directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and these other movies couldn't direct the polar. He did other stuff in between that too. Like he's a good director. Like he did that stuff. So, like Steven Spielberg, like just Listen, kind of came up with the ideas and stuff. And he was kind of, I think he was just kind of there to get more of the Amblin vibe, but he did well, not no, direct. I mean, he did not go direct friends, the movie. And I feel like he was probably really hands-on in the production. It seems like Toby Hooper appreciated well, that yeah. style when he made movies. He would take input from multiple and, people. And this is Steven Spielberg in the eighties. He was very hands-on with like all the Amblin products and our pro- projects and everything. And that was like one that he kind of came up but with. Don't it tell was, me Toby Hooper didn't direct. No, I I'm not, I'm, I would, no, I'm not, not one of those I'm guys saying, ever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not under that. Um, mindset uh life force isn't that the space vampire movie yes Yes. and that movie rips i actually uh, anthony got that one for me on blu-ray yeah it's a good one i got the scream factory i think his movie's cool need to watch if you're a toby hooper fan. yeah it's like uh it's sort of like um alien but the alien is a vampire yeah it's like Like basically what yes lightning like it sucks your life force out that's what it does leaves you like a little black like prune looking thing uh invaders from mars dude great. that's another one i don't think i've seen really that's probably his best film besides texas chainsaw man that one came out the same year and i mean we're talking those, uh, like unheard of they unwatched you've seen I, that one's probably i want to probably up i might check that one out later because that sounds good so that was what that's what he did in between the uh the first one and the second one so that was it's pretty Pretty spectacular run of movies yeah. and, and stuff uh, like TV shows. Very like running the gamut too. Like yeah, like, very versatile. Those like are he has a genre style. <laughs> no, he's a genre movie director. Like yeah. some of them are sci-fi, some of them are horror. Um, yeah, and like Eaten Alive is whatever. It's it's sort of I I remember watching that one because I was so obsessed with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was on IFC, and I, so I I I, t- I t- it. And I, I was like, man, this is... We talked. This is what he made after the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. <laughs> was, it before, like, was it before like anybody really... Before it like got traction? Before Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You know what I mean? Like, Was he making this before anybody really knew how good Texas Chainsaw Massacre was? And that's why. Because he's like, well, I still got to make the rent. <laughs> so let me... came out two years after, make, so I don't think so. But they didn't make a lot of money off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there's that whole, there's that whole thing with... um. Uh, what is the name of the because what happened is is they split the company for funding for the texas chainsaw massacre and i can't remember oh it's bugging me i can't remember the name of the group it was mafia ran so nice. so when they were giving people points and actors and whoever points for finishing the film they were getting points from the part that toby hooper and uh uh, what's the writer's name? Len Heichel. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, 
and they had sold most of their rights off. So like people were just not making money. This mafia company was, and they got sued and everything. But um, so no, he wasn't really making money for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But fortunately, being the director, got his name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, th- that's a good calling card. It's that movie I mean, for real. Damn, what the hell was I gonna say? What were we talking about right before that? We're talking about what Toby Hooper was doing. In oh, I was talking about, okay, so you had mentioned Eaten Alive. So real fast, just side story. We talked about how my cousin, my dad's cousin owned that movie place, and I would go mm-hmm. and rent. So sometimes I would just rent like themes, and I rented like every, because someone had told me that fucking movie Alligator was a good movie. So I rented, lied to you. I rented Alligator 2, I rented like, Eaten Alive and some <laughs> other stuff, and... I was out of the bunch, though. I feel like, I don't know, Alligator's kind of fun, but Alligator 2 sucks. Um, don't listen to anyone like that tells you it's a good movie. It's, it was. It can be fun, but. It, it wasn't until Crawl where we had, like, yeah. really good alligators. See, I've never been a fan of that style of horror movie. Neither have I. Like, for, for some pictures. reason, you show me something that's just like, oh, it's an alligator. Well, you know what? Alligator's eat people all the time in real life. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch like a crazy monster or a psycho family. I'm not into shark movies. Well, I'm into shark movies, but not realistic shark movies. Let me put it that way. Watch like Sharkenstein. What? You don't like crawl. Is it because you hated the producer? Crawl Crawl is. How dare you? (laughs) I just, I don't know what it is. I just. Crawl's the exception to that. that, Like I thought that movie was like At that point in time, maybe it was a little bit too late for it but it was like a dream team come together with uh sam raimi and uh aja yeah when someone told me like like oh sam raimi yeah, they're doing they're doing this movie called crawl i was like oh i can't wait and i watched the trailer and i'm like oh oh it's just oh okay and they, it was it was a severe disappointment for me just because i'm not into those movies i'm not saying it's not good i'm just saying Alexandre Aja. That I old episodes from what 2015 is that when it came out something like that Golden's all over it. He's talking about the special features. How dare you? <laughs> no, I just I don't know. That's just a style of horror that I've never been into. Like, I'm not. I wasn't ever really big into like the monster creature feature kind of things either. Uh, I am more of Golden style of like it's got to be like a a dude or or a or if the if it is a creature, it's got to be like a crazy style? monster it has to be a dude. It's got to be that is my style. A crazy creature. Be a dude in a mask, Scooby Doo style. Some lumbering monstrosity. I don't know. It just. I feel like if I can see your main killer at the zoo or the aquarium, I. Not, yeah. I'm not. I, I feel like that tracks with you, Mister Sir. Because I remember we were gonna watch uh, giraffe. Now that I would watch. You give me a killer giraffe movie where it's just slaughtering people. I will watch that a hundred times. But giraffes eat people all the time. Giraffic part. The only animal just dips down, takes a hunk of your head. The only, the only animal massacre movie that I would enjoy watching is if it was hippos, just because those go, they are deadly. Yeah, those things are no joke. But Watch the Jumanji sequel. Not only are they deadly, but they're also vegetarian. Have you ever seen giraffes? Which means they fight. kill people just because they want yeah, to kill people. They, yeah, they, they got those they horns on their heads. Their they necks. swing their heads like like mate like a mace and just. Hit the other one, beat the crap out of each other with their with their horns. Yeah, they have those Hellboy horns. Yeah, those are like the only like, horns. If I get dragged to the zoo because I don't like zoos, 
<laughs> and I, I, I not only like from like more of like not I, just from like a, like a moral standpoint, I, but I, I also I, don't like. I think they're boring. Kind I thought of. you were about to say not from a moral standpoint <laughs> at all. It's like I'm no. okay with locking up them animals, but <laughs> no, not just they can for that. Do but something like, fun like kill each other. The part, the part of the zoo that I like are the giraffes. Like I will go out of my way to go see them, and because they can, they they dip down and like lick your face. So would you have enjoyed? Living back in the Roman Empire days, like when at the Colosseum they would just throw two random animals in and have them kill each other. <laughs> like, Why would I want to see that? It's not boring. I like animals, though. <laughs> There's. <laughs> would you like to see two animals kill each other? It's because Heaven's hey, it's not boring. It's not you don't boring. like zoos. How about if the zoos were just? I just open, wanted to open, know. Open I want to know if all the if, animals were fend for themselves. If zoo was like a fight those club, are two would different like it more. Things. That's all. That's all. Hey, I just Sure. Do you like bullfighting? <laughs> no, because the bulls aren't fighting each other. They're fighting a human and with what a sword. I, and not... I say from a moral standpoint, I don't like zoos because I don't like the animals locked up. It doesn't mean that I want them to be unlocked and out Listen, killing each other. Older. I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to see where. I don't they, think the penguins and the lions should coexist. The bulls, the bulls fight each other, dude. As they sh- well, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. Especially if your choice, they're like, hey, we want you to run. I'd be like, nah. If I, was, if I was a bull in the if running of the bulls, bull. it would be the most boring thing ever. They're like, okay, and run. No, yeah. but I was going to say, Mr. Sure, that tracks with you. Because I remember when be Ferdinand Open Water came out, or they had that special edition release or whatever it was, and we reviewed it. <laughs> you were so disappointed. And you're like, wow, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, because I, I, I'm not into those kinds of movies. That, but that was like a very well done. Yeah. Did like, you like Deep Blue Sea? Course. Yeah, not normal. That movie's fun. Yeah, shit. it's crazy. It's got Samuel L. Jackson and L. Cool J. I love, I love the number of like times that movies have Cedric shown us. Cedric. Number of times that movies have shown us, stop messing with natural things. Like the fact that they're that in those movies, like Deep Blue Sea, they're like, what if we took this ungodly killing machine that's dumb? Yeah, it's a it huge smart. trope that it's constantly pointed out <laughs> all the time. Because like, what? That's what we need to do is take these deadly things that yeah, all the only thing keeping them from running the world. All scientist has to do is say this can change. That's mankind. one of my. That's one of the biggest problems I have with alligators. Other, Let's make them smart. It's one of the biggest right. problems I have with those new Jurassic World movies. Is the last one the message was we can live with the dinosaurs and like. Motherfucker, I've just watched six movies where the message of the movie is these things should not exist. Why did we do this? Science was wrong. We went, we did, but the end of the last Jurassic World movie is yeah, the dinosaurs are, are were, were, were cool and we, we, the humans were the wrong one. Like, yeah, the humans were wrong for making the dinosaurs again. They should not exi- kill them all because I don't nature, care. Uh, the dinosaurs are real. We've gotten way off track. Let's just wrap this up. <laughs> Cannibals. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> You're talking about creature features and stuff. Yeah. So, Invaders from Mars. You reckon? What is the plot of that? If you, for real quick, if you it's like invasion of the body snatchers and stuff, right? From what I just read, it's like aliens are brainwashing people in a small town. It's not the one that I first thought it was, which is the one with the um, green puppet people. No, it is. Green no, it's puppet. not. Yeah. No, um, it's not Mars Attacks, but it was like it's there was, uh, prequel to Mars Attacks. No, I'm not even talking about Mars Attacks. That's the thing. I'm talking oh, about. What movie are you talking about? There, there was a movie 
Um, Spaced Invaders? Yes, that's it. Spaced Invaders. <laughs> that's actually the one I was talking about. No. Um... Not Mars. I was talking about... I was. I, that's it's, the one I was trying to remember. Those guys aren't puppets, so they're, they're like little people. And it's, it's like basically what you think about. Um, it's... I'm sorry. <laughs> what? The title says it all. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, some okay. invaders. They're from Mars. Okay. Now, if it was made by the same dude that did Trolls 2, they would be from like Jupiter. <laughs> and call invaders from Mars. Just saying. It's turning everybody it, into uh, green slime that's vegetarian, apparently. The logic behind. Okay, never mind. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have a leg to stand on there. Oh, I do. I absolutely do, but we don't have the time. You think they'll ever this argument. Out? You think they'll ever come out with Troll 2 Part 2? I hope they do. Troll 2 squared. So what? Give it to that director they, again. Texas Chainsaw 2 is a recommend from us oh Absolutely. hell yeah definitely um it's on it's on max right now i'm, I'm not sure if it's streaming elsewhere that's where cinemax cinemax okay yeah. um so yeah this is a recommend definitely check it out great um, blend of horror and comedy which is something i always look yeah. for and if you want to be prepared for next week we're going to be watching leatherface texas chainsaw yeah. massacre if you go into me. texas chainsaw massacre too if you haven't seen it um and you are trying to take this serious, you are going to have an awful time. Was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 in 3D? No. So they didn't go with... <sighs> like 5 is in 3D. That's upsetting. You can't do 5 in 3D, though. You already missed the chance to call it... No, it was during Texas the... Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. It was during the um, it was booming the of when early, 3D movies came back. Yeah, yeah early their, 2000s their, 3D like technology. The remake they made their movies too Bloody quickly. Valentine, yep. stuff like that. Uh, Friday the 13th 3. <laughs> Had 3D. I'll tell you after the podcast. Jaws 3D. Okay, that's different era. Anyways, Rana 3D. so Golden all merges together because he has stairs. Follow us on our socials. Horror dork on all of them. We have a blue sky now. Um, <laughs> well, I, I want to plug the blue sky. I like blue sky. Blue it's skies. the one. It's the thing that I'm going to be using. I don't. I don't really do Twitter anymore. So. That is what I'm going to do. Here's the thing. Just and it's us. it's not invite only anymore. You, anybody can sign up. So, uh, Golden's got his movie, uh, Dingus Day. Uh, find that and uh, go support that. Uh, I think that's all. Uh, check us out. We're on. We usually go live on Sundays around eight o'clock. Uh, we've been doing two movies. Uh, before this one was Destroy All Neighbors, and we will be putting those out as podcasts you can listen to uh, during uh, throughout the week. I'm not. What are our release dates for that, Anthony? Um, so you we usually have a bonus episode, but new episodes every Thursday. Every yeah. Thursday, so it'll just be a rehash of this live yep. stream. Yep, and that's uh, you can find that on all the podcast catchers. So until next week, I'm Mister Sir. I'm Golden. I'm Anthony. And this is Horror Door. Horror Door. Hi.